Welcome uh, to episode 236 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is Saturday, people. The weekend is upon us. Uh, Saturday, the 7th of August, 2021. Uh, I hope you're doing well out there, people. Living your life, getting on with it. Cracking on through until uh, we are no more. Bleak beginning to the podcast. <laughs> Bleak beginning to the podcast. Uh, this episode. Um, no, I genuinely hope you're well out there. I'm on the coffee today, people. There we go. Bit of the uh, cappuccino um, going on today. Um, yeah, I hope you're well. Uh, I um, oh god, I, I I swear it's these coffees that are um. I haven't even, hey man, I haven't even looked at the calorie count of them. I've never been one of those sort of people who uh, looks at the calories on things. I've always been quite lithe, whip it like, you know what I mean? And uh, now I seem to be piling on the pounds a little bit. I had to, uh, I know, cover your ears, people. Uh, If this is something you really don't want implanted into your brains, I had to tidy up a little bit downstairs, know what I mean, know what I mean? Yeah, you have to do that these days, don't you? No longer can our nether regions just run wild naturally. Uh, we have to uh, tidy them up a bit, and I, um, I had to shave underneath my belly. Uh, <laughs> it was just hanging over. Oh, dear. I've got to do something about it, people. But because I'm in my in-between stage of uh, moving to... I don't know if I've mentioned this. Uh, Just a bit, Ben. Every fucking episode. Um, Because people out there judging me for repeating myself, uh, I am in an in-between stage of uh, moving from Northampton to Birmingham. I've got these vast big ideas. I know, it's never going to happen, Ben. It's never happened in the past, Ben. Um, but I have these um, big ideas of getting fit, you know what I mean? I have these fantasies of uh, when I move up, joining a local gym and getting fit. I know. But uh, they've got a 24-hour gym near where I'm moving to. Um, so, uh, so I thought I could go early morning miss the cunts and um, have a bit of a workout and try and lose my belly. But until then, because I'm in an in-between stage, I am just shoveling food into my mouth. And because I'm not young anymore, not a young spring chicken, uh, my metabolism seems to have just come to an, um, an emergency stop. And I'm just putting on weight I'm, I, i've never but nowhere else not on my arms not on my legs just on my stomach that's it i just my either that or i've got some sort of tumor growing inside me or my or some sort of tapeworm that is going to finally come out at some point but um uh yeah whatever it is um it's just overeating and it you know it's just uh abs absurd abs abs a a distant memory not that i really had abs 
but I was uh, skinny enough to um, be able to see some type of definition there. Um, and now all I have is an angry, angry belly button uh, that at any moment seems like it could pop out. <laughs> Just poo. Like on what they do on, there's got to be a stage with pregnant women where that happens. That's, uh, I don't know whether it's a baby or something, just poking it, but like it just pops out, doesn't it? Ugh. The worst thing, I think, I don't even, yeah, the belly button, the navel is the worst, uh, worst thing. Uh, because you know that at some point that's been tied, don't you? I don't completely trust mine that if I, press it it's not gonna fucking just go straight through and my hand can go straight into my spine that's the bit out of uh, the matrix i hate the bit out of, always the bit out of the matrix where i look away where that they're digging around in his belly button for that thing and it just comes out oh man murder that and any sort of i'm not to, to be honest since i've had um since I had that hernia operation last year and um, had to have a, a cannula in my hand with like three different pipes hanging from it and I had to eat whilst having that dangling in my food, um, I'm not so squeamish about needles and that. I, I, the idea of a needle going into the back of my hand is still, it's still not up there. It's not an enjoyable experience, but I can live with it. Just block it out. Um, but um, anything, you know, Anything coming, bursting out of your belly button. Oh, Jesus. It's not for me, people. Not for me. Um, anyway, um, what are we, uh, what are we going to talk about this episode? Let's have a bit of coffee. Uh, I did see that UNESCO. Hey, what, Ben? What are you on about? That's the World Heritage Centre's. Um, the World Heritage Sites. I didn't know they did updates. <laughs> I thought there was just like seven World Heritage Sites, you know. You know the ones, don't you? Great Wall of China, Pyramids, Stonehenge, other places that I, you know, Taj Mahal. I thought it was all those. I I didn't realise they do like an update every year um, and have more World Heritage Sites. I never never knew that. But apparently, here we go. Um, There are other ones. There's there's, uh, a lot of them are natural things. I don't know. They didn't make the they didn't make the first cut. I think anything like that that doesn't make the first cut. They're just adding to it. Do they get money out of this? That's what I always think. Does UNESCO, you know, they send people around. How do they deem it worthy of a World Heritage Site? That's what I want to know. If there's, what, enough people going there or it is culturally significant, is it? It's like the lands. It says the cultural landscape of Hawaraman, Uramanat, stroke Uramanat in Iran. I'm not sure that many people are going to be going there on holiday. <laughs> That's meant to be one of one of them's a fucking lighthouse in France. It's just it seems like we're scratching the bottom of the barrel now. Like there's got to be 
some corruption in this, hasn't there? Where somebody somewhere is getting a backhander to say, oh, this is really important. Oh, yeah, well, we'll stick World Heritage Site on it and people are bound. There's a mound in Turkey, the Aslantepe Mound. I I am butchering these names, by the way. Unless it's, uh, you know, that looks like a fucking building site. I'm not going to lie to you. There doesn't seem to be any aesthetic sort of like pleasure to that. Um, It just looks like a heat. It looks like something um, left over from a building site. You know, when they excavate all the the um, uh, all the earth off of it. It just looks like that. Um, So there's that. Apparently, these are all the new ones. Uh, the frontiers of the Roman Empire, which is uh, the Lower German Limes, apparently. Now, this is literally a couple of walls. You know, you've got the Great Wall of China that goes on for miles and miles and miles. You've got the the pyramids in Egypt. You've got that fucking carving thing in Jordan, and yeah, where somebody's had a had a bash with a hammer and chisel and bashed out, um, you know, that whole cave network. And then you've got a couple of walls that are about like two foot high sticking out of the ground somewhere in Germany. It's not quite the same, is it? Um, I just, um, I think some of these things are like, you know, there's there's a forest somewhere. Um, mining landscape in Romania. Um, I mean, some of the great spa towns of Europe. Is that a, that's, you know, I'm not sure these are, they look nice and that. It's the sort of thing you always, um, in it, like, like if you, if you were, if you go to a uh, city, like you go on a, uh, a city break or something like that, or you go to a city, you'd have a look round it because it's the main thing in that city, which is trying to kind of convince yourself that it's a worthy trip. You go abroad, you look at things that you wouldn't even give a shit about in the UK. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Oh, what a complex, intricate sewerage system. Who cares when you're back home? But the fact that you're you're abroad, somehow that gives some some sort of levity um, to it. Doesn't it? It's uh, like back home, you'd be like, I couldn't give a shit about the sewage systems. I don't even think about the sewage systems back home. I take a shit. I... Push the flush on the toilet as long as they get rid of it. I don't want to be, you know, walking through it with a fucking lamp on the top of my head. Um. So it's, uh, yeah, so these are the new World Heritage Sites. So um, you've got the porticos of Bologna. I don't know what that is. The slate landscape of northwest Wales. Here we go. In the UK. Is that really, you know, I mean, it looks all right and that, but it, you know, 
is a quarry mountain. That's it, isn't it? It's the leftovers of people quarrying and they've just dumped all this shit there and somebody's gone, that looks all right, that, doesn't it? You know, hopefully it won't, uh, you know, cause a, cause a landslide anywhere. But Jesus, you know, we must be... Um, we must be scraping the bottom of the barrel here with regards to this. Um, what else have we got? Dutch water defence lines. It's hardly, uh, it's hardly Stonehenge, are they? Now, there must be, do they get money for this? Do they get money for this? Let's Google that. Do they get money for world heritage sites or is it just the prestige the cost and benefits of world heritage site status here we go cost and benefits jesus yeah it looks like they have to pay to be uh, a world heritage site so no wonder they're keeping it going <laughs> The people out of an ESCO. Have you ever realised that your power station could be a World Heritage Site? Really? People want to have a look around. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic power station that is. Okay, what do we do? Just sign up, get a plaque or something? No, it's going to cost you 120 grand. But they'll have visitors come. This will be, they'll go Stonehenge, some leftover slate in Wales and then come straight to your uh, nuclear power station. Ah, <laughs> oh, maybe that's the cynic in me. I don't know. Does an ESCO uh, World Heritage Sites receive funding? The World Heritage Site created in 1972 received most of its income from compulsory contributions from countries and from voluntary contributions. The total received each year is just under $4 million. A modest sum, considering do they have to? Uh, do they actually uh, do the upkeep of it? Because I suppose you know they're going to spend a lot more money on the pyramids, or I know they've like you know the uh, um, Stonehenge is uh, all cemented into now, isn't it? Just so. Just so nothing ever falls over onto somebody who's having a look around. I don't even think you can get near the place now. I think the nearest you can get is just like standing. I think they let let a few hippies on there every year because it's their fucking religion. Worshipping the sun or the moon or whatever they do. And uh, then the rest of the year. It's just uh, <laughs> nobody isn't allowed near the shit. Um, let's, have a, uh, let's have a bit of coffee. Apparently, I've never been. I had the opportunity to go and see the pyramids when I went to Egypt. I've been to Egypt twice. Once just after. I think the first time I went was just after the... um, uh, There was a change of government and I think the army took over or something like that. And um, it was... uh, There was roadblocks fucking everywhere. We were in Sharm el-Sheikh and to get to the main place down in Sharm el-Sheikh where they've got a hard rock cafe and that. 
we had to go through about three roadblocks and the taxi driver is fucking corrupt as fuck. But apparently, um, when you look at the pyramids, you know, that view of the pyramids that you see, it's beautiful, obviously, you know, man-made structure and all of that. But uh, behind you, if you had a mirror behind you, there's just a load of shit. Apparently, there's fucking rubbish everywhere. And that's what the Egyptians would want, I think. That's what they would want. Um, Tokyo Tokyo uh, Olympics news. Now, it's nice to know, coming from the comedy industry as I do, there is an awful lot of backlash and infighting and... um, they said this, these said that, they said that. Yeah, it's not all just fun and games, people. Now, within the Tokyo Olympics, there's the same thing, and I think it's quite nice that professional athletes also bitch about each other. What more could you need than that? Uh, but the Russians, the old Russian Olympic Committee, or federation uh, are facing a backlash because um, uh, uh, because they're um, they're not competing as Russia. They're they're competing as the Russian Olympic Committee because Russia can't put up athletes because there's basically they've got around it. Russia can't put up athletes as we've discussed before because of the state sponsored doping. In it, um, so um, the uh, Russian athletes are now competing under the Russian Olympic Committee. However, he says, um, so when they stand on the podium now, they're not having uh, the Russian national anthem, which is fucking gutted me. One of the best national anthems out there, I think. I think the French is good. The German. That's good, isn't it? Um, uh, the French is good. The German's good. Um, the Russian is, you know, it's it's it, it's it's bleakly. It's what you would expect from a Russian anthem, isn't it? It's kind of bleak sounding. It's um, uh, you know. My wife, she, she did. I love my, you know. It's all about pain and hurt and, you know. It seems to be anyway. It's bleak. It's not like, you know, but it's just, you know, we're here. We'll, I will break you. It's the, it's the musical version of that, isn't it? Um, but they can't use that because they're obviously not competing as Russia. They've swerved it, so they've got a bit of music by Tchaikovsky playing. Bit of that, aren't they, Um, going on. But uh, more than 300 athletes across 30 uh, sports are competing as the Russian Olympic Committee rather than as their country as part of sanctions for doping scandals. So they've managed to, they've obviously tested these people, test them after everything, I imagine. Uh, And they're fourth in the medal table at the minute. However... Uh, they're facing a backlash because other people are going, well, they've just, you know, they've just somehow got around. They've rebranded themselves 
and rebranded themselves as, uh, hey, we're not they, <laughs> we're not those Russian guys who were doping. We're the uh, Russian Olympic Committee. We're totally different athletes from those people who have spent years and years training and being doped. <laughs> You've got to admire the fucking balls of it, haven't you? And people are people are like complaining now. Uh, so American swimmer uh, Ryan Murphy said uh, Friday's 200-meter backstroke final was probably not clean after he lost his Olympic title to Russian uh, Evgeny Rylov. That's I've butchered that name. While Murphy later rode back on his comments, rode back on his comments, saying he was speaking about doping generally, Rylov said the American was entitled to his thoughts given Russia's doping past. Um. Yeah, so the, uh, the Russian Federation and uh, the Russian Olympic Committee are now getting like a backlash because people are like, well, they're possibly just doping in a way we can't pick up the doping. Um, so, um, which, you know, it seems a little bit, I know, it, it, it does, if you've got a state-sponsored doping campaign, say like in the UK or whatever, um, there was like a state-sponsored doping campaign and then they they uh, can't compete as Great Britain. So they they compete as the Great Britain Olympic Committee. I don't know what they what national anthem are used for that. <laughs> I don't know. Some of boy Ed Sheeran probably these days, wouldn't they? Some sort of like love song from Ed Sheeran and they'd bash out as a national anthem. It'd probably be Rule Britannia, wouldn't it? I imagine. Um, but it does seem, you know, you wouldn't, you would, if you were, you know, if you were, if you were a stand-up comedian and uh, somebody uh, had been nicking jokes throughout the whole of their career got caught for it, and then come back with amazing material. You'd be like, pretty sure they've probably stolen that as well. <laughs> Aren't they? Oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know. It's uh, You've got to admire the balls of it, though, where they've just gone, oh, fuck it, we'll just rebrand ourselves, we'll change our name, and then we'll just keep uh, keep doing what we're doing and put these athletes in. I don't know which athletes have actually been banned, whether any have actually been banned or they've just rebranded themselves, changed the tracksuit, <laughs> just unpicked the Russian flag off the tracksuit. You can probably see, still see the stitch marks where they've unpitched it, unpicked it and, uh, um, and just rebranded themselves. It's fucking amazing. It's Marathon and Snickers all over again, baby. In it, that's it. Um, anyway, um, that was quite. Uh, um, there's been uproar about that, but you can kind of see why, can't you? I mean, all of those people who the worst thing about like it is, even if they catch them afterwards, you know, when you see like um, Ben, like the most famous person for for doping. Ever has got to be, um, uh, well, obviously Lance Armstrong. But um, within athletics and within the Olympics is possibly Ben Johnson um, with 100 metres. I don't know when that was. 
88, was it? Something like that. When was that? Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Doping. That was that was proper old school doping, that was. That was somebody, <laughs> wasn't it? You know, you could sort of tell. He was fucking huge and his eyes were fucking mental. He looked like fucking Maradona when he runs up to the camera and he's on cocaine. <laughs> you know, I think, you you know, maybe he's on something. But, um... Yeah, um, what, what, that's, Drugs Olympics, 1988, boom, smashed it, Ben Johnson became the first of six runners, but, like, the worst thing about that is you take the whole, sort of, like, winning thing away, didn't you, instead of, like, storming through, you know, I think it was Cole Lewis who came second in that, and I think Linford Christie was Chris. Christy in that? I'm not sure. But um, I think Cole Lewis came second in that. But you take that whole win away from them, don't you? You know, even if you get the gold medal afterwards, it's that moment of crossing the line in the, in first place where you go, I fucking did it. Because you'd always be at the back of your mind. Although he cheated and he doped, he was still fucking quicker than me <laughs> on the day. Brutal, innit? And getting a gold medal afterwards, yeah, you get the gold medal afterwards and that, but it's not the same as doing that little victory lap, you know, round the track. It's the biggest race in the world, isn't it? 100 metres final, biggest race, isn't it? Like for athletics, men's 100, it, it still is. Like the women's is like, you know, it's up there. That's the biggest women's race, isn't it? The biggest men's race is like 100 metres as well. You know, because they are, they become the fastest human on earth at that moment. And to have that taken away from you. And yeah, you get the gold medal afterwards, but it's like, oh, really? I, I, I really would have, wouldn't have minded my little victory lap afterwards. I've just ran 100 metres. <laughs> I've still got, still got a bit left in the tank to uh, lap up that applause. I don't know. It's... Um, yeah, it's just uh, you would be thinking, you know, every person who's been up against a Russian and lost in these Olympics must be thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, if it wasn't, if they hadn't managed to negotiate round in some way, I'd have been, I'd, I'd be Olympic champion by now. You know, sitting there looking at their silver medal going, fucking Jesus. It just seems like nothing's ever, you know, we are going to ban you. This is going to be an example to you. All of your athletes are out of here. What's that? Russian Olympic Committee? Sure, come on in. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just not. Yeah, nobody seems to stick by their word anymore. Of course you can come in. We banned the Russian country, not the Russian Olympic Committee. You're in, baby. There's the door. There's the uh, piss testing facilities over there. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean you don't need to go to the toilet? Come on. What do you mean you need to see your trainer first? Why, you t- <laughs> Why have you got vials of uh, child urine uh, in with your luggage? What's all that about? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, that'll be that. Uh, what are we on? 28 minutes, people. Uh, there has been demonstrations as well in this country. I don't know what this is all about. Um, the uh, um, There's a cop shop demonstration or whatever. I think people have been sitting outside police stations. Um, not, I don't know what it's really meant to achieve. Just put pressure on the police to um, be uh, be nicer to people, I think. Um so this is something I saw in the news. Um, obviously, I think it is linked to, uh, I imagine it's linked to the Black Lives Matter movement, but um, or just like for uh, police to be more accountable. That's it. Sorry, I got it wrong. It's for police to be, but it's, it's called sit outside, stand outside a cop shop. So people are just basically standing outside police stations, uh, demonstrating for them to, I don't know, people. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to achieve. I'm fully behind it. <laughs> I think it's getting to the stage now where things are working their way down. Yes, the Black Lives Matter movement was good. Yes, the Me Too movement was good. You know, mass demonstrations in London and um, uh, across the country for that. And around the world, and now it's just like people standing outside police stations. <laughs> it just, I don't know. I don't know, people. Um, it just seems like it's getting somewhat watered down from the issue at hand. You know what I mean? I don't know. Anyway, um, that's something else that's been going on. Um, he says padding for time. <laughs> Anyway, people, that is episode 236 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Um, If you have any questions or you want to contact me at all, it is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. I will be back on Tuesday, motherfuckers. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. I know I fucking will. Um, Take care and I'll speak to you on Tuesday.